Hey friends, welcome to the Not About Me podcast. I'm your host, Katie Taylor, and I'm so glad you're with me today. Listen, I can see you guys are listening from all over the world, and I just want to encourage you that it encourages my heart and has certainly expanded my vision of God and where His people are all over the globe, whether you're in Romania, you're in Turkey, Australia, the Netherlands, Germany, Nigeria, Canada, or right here in the United States. Uh, we just want you to know that God loves you and he wants you to love him and grow in your relationship with him. And really, that's what we're called to do. We're called to love God and love our neighbor. So we're in a series of God is Possible. The first episode in the series, we talked about God is possible and can work by just speaking things into existence. In our second episode of the series, we talked about when our back is up against the wall, God can make a way like he did for the Israelites when he had them cross the Red Sea or when he brought along David to kill Goliath. Today, we're going to continue on with our series, and I have a special guest for you right here on the Not About Me podcast. Okay, friends, so I have a special guest for you, and I want to introduce him. He is my spouse, my love of my life, Ben Taylor, and I'm thankful to have him on and for his wisdom and certainly Um, He definitely is somebody that I can go to and trust to talk things through with what God's doing in my heart and in my life. Questions I have. uh, One of my favorite things that we do together is when we pray together at night before we go to bed. Um, And anyway, so I wanted to bring him on in this series, God of Possible, because one day we'll share our story. But today we wanted to encourage you guys with God of Possible supplying your needs. So, Ben, if you'll read... Well, first, why don't you just say hey to everybody? Whatever you want to say, what you're comfortable saying. Well, I was waiting for you to let me speak. I'm, so I'm just kidding with you guys. Uh, no, it's good to be here with you um, doing this. It's uh, Monday night. We got a uh, Braves game on, and we're praying that the cats and the dogs don't make a lot of noise here in the house. Uh, but it is awesome to talk about the things that you want to talk about. We kind of recapped what you wanted to discuss. I like the idea of uh, talking about the God of possibilities. Um, I like the the analogies you've used in the previous uh episodes uh, or sessions um do you call them episodes or sessions episodes episodes okay cool so um you know you talk about the parting of the red sea you talk about killing a giant you talk about the the big things that uh god is able to to do is in possibilities but you know i think that a lot of times the things that god does create in our lives are small things that are very significant to us. They may not seem significant at the time, but when you look back on it, or even when you're, it happens like, man, that was so big, you know, that actually happened and God supplied that need. Uh, so I think that it's really cool that you brought me on to talk about that today. Yeah, I think I, I would agree with you. I think we don't give God enough credit for the little things and, and you can talk about that in what we're going to talk about, mm. but yeah, I think you're right. I think we need to give God credit for the little things and stop looking for the big things. I think people sometimes expect this wow moment, and they're not always wow moments. Um, sometimes it's just like, wow, God took care of that. So, mm. um, yeah. Well, that kind of leads into the scripture of what we're talking about. That's uh, Matthew six twenty five through 34, I believe, is where we're going to start and finish at. Um so I'm going to go ahead and start that right now as soon as I can get my phone scrolled. My thumb went a little crazy there. I read off of the phone, Katie. Uh, she sticks at old school. She, You can hear the paper crinkling. 
uh, sometimes when she's turning them pages. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm a little bit more like I like to blow up the font really big because I don't wear my glasses like I'm supposed to. Uh, so Matthew 6, 25, we'll start there. Uh, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them and aren't and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are. <clears throat> Can all your worries add another sing at a single moment to your life? I'm going to stop there. I love that verse. Yeah. I love that verse because it is so true. And whenever I was dealing with anxiety in my life at one point, that verse always was something I leaned on. So mm -hmm. moving on forward. All right. And uh, why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully about wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of the unbelievers, but your heavenly father has already know already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give everything unto you. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles trouble is enough for today. I like that. I like that because it really stands out to me because we can, we can ask God for the little things. We don't need to worry about asking God for the little things because he is providing them, but don't be scared to bring them to his attention. Don't worry about them. Just know, just pray about it. You know, um, he is going to apply all the little things in our lives. One of the things that I, I think of whenever I was a kid was me and my best friend, John, we wanted to make like some soapbox cars. And what we decided to do was we decided to go and look for some shopping carts. And we didn't know where to look for shopping carts at. We weren't going to steal them. So we went up to uh, Burton Herring, the pastor of our church, and said, hey, Burton, Brother Burton, do you have any shopping carts? And he's like, why would I have shopping carts? I have no need for shopping carts. There's no reason why. Would why I would a, yeah, why would a church? You know, know what, what do you have shopping carts for? Right. So the next day, someone called him and says, hey, I have some shopping carts. Do you have a need for some shopping carts? And he's like, I had no idea that God would ever want to supply <laughs> shopping carts for kids. And I don't even know what they're going to do with these shopping carts. Right. You know, so that is just one example of at a young age. I think I was maybe nine or 10 years old when that happened. And I just remember God supplied a little thing. But I've heard Burton Herring use that as an example. And in fact, they call it a Ben Taylor now. I think it's going to be a Ben Taylor thing where God is going to provide something yeah. for us. But, you know, that was something that happened to me as a kid, which taught me a lesson that God was always going to supply our needs. So whenever I grew up and, you know, I didn't come from a lot. I didn't have a lot of money growing up. We, you know, so I did without uh, clothing. I did without things. And you were like the that. youngest. Yeah, I was. And, you know, but God always supplied our needs. Right. You know. 
even though it was like a question of what we're going to eat or are we going to eat? It was always, we got fed somehow, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be through my grandmother bringing food that God supplied that way, or just all of a sudden some guy owed my dad and he paid back with a deer or something like that. It was things like that that happened throughout my life that I thought was, I took for granted at the time, you know? Right. Um, But now I look back on it and I'm like, that is definitely a God thing that yeah. he supplied he is the god of possibilities to supply these little things and it i've seen those that passage uh played out in my life even as an adult um you know when i went my own way like when i went on my own and i tried to figure things out to do things my way and not let god supply my needs i always end up in a mess but whenever i would let god like i would follow his plan i was walking in his word it was always more organized. I always had never worried about food because I always saw where God had supplied it. I never worried about when I stopped worrying about my job, you know, that was one thing I stopped worrying about that because I said, you know, God has supplied me with a job. He supplied me with a work ethic. I'm going to live by this standard. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, the going down that road that I um, was able to, uh, you know, depend on him more. And mm-hmm. less on me. Right. You you and I were sitting around the table and we were talking about this episode and I was kind of struggling with, you know, where to go. Um, and you pointed out another scripture that I wanted to read real quick. And this is from Philippians 4, uh, chapter 10. Or, I'm sorry. Chapter 4. Let me, let me just start. It. Philippians 4, verse 10. Uh, and you read all the way through 19, which is really good. Um, I'm probably just going to read the first three verses of that. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, Whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And you were talking about, you know, just what that meant to you, even as an adult. So if you don't mind, you know, sharing what we talked about behind the scenes, you know, with our listeners, how that verse spoke to you. Oh, um, you know, everyone goes to Philippians 4.13. You'll see where these uh athletes they'll put it on there is this the one you're talking about yeah, yeah yeah i think that a lot of times the athletes will put it on there like i can do this because god gives me strength i can do this i can achieve wonderful great things yeah you know, I, I think it's good to have the attitude that that you can but i think that and i feel like that paul is kind of saying that i can be content if i got a lot win or lose, mm-hmm. poor, rich, whatever, whenever, because of the strength of Christ, mm-hmm. that it's not, I can win this because I have the strength of Christ. Well, no, you can be content, win or lose mm-hmm. if you have, because of the strength of Christ. You know, you can be satisfied if, you know, you don't get that home run or if you don't get that promotion or, you know, even if, you know, uh, you get cheated. Right. You, it's not, it's not because you, you can't look at that and say, well, that defines me. Mm-hmm. I, I got cheated out of a promotion. Okay. But you can still be content where you're at. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, that is where 
Paul is 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 guiding that too. Right. You talked about your shop and buggy incident, and then God providing you know financial means for you to get out of a situation. You know, as an adult, where else as an adult do you think you've seen where you've been able to handle stress or worry? You know about having your needs met mm. well recently um you know i don't know if you mentioned this on the podcast or not but you know i had a uh, afib episode back in on memorial day and it put me in the hospital for a couple of days and i've had i've dealt with uh, afib for 12 years now and i remember um not being stressed out about you know having a stroke or you know it, you anytime you go to the hospital, the thought is going to go across your mind. I'm in the hospital for a reason. Right. Um, you know, it's not like, I, well, I'm here for the food. I no, want nobody's in the hospital bed. for the food. I promise. You know, so it's not like you're there for that. So, but I, you know, the small groups that we have right now, um, you know, I don't want to. I'm not going to say their names because I don't know if they want their names said over uh, the inter, over the interwebs. Um, but I would say that they, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if there was beyond, if I would have passed away in that hospital, I know good and well that the people in that group God has put in our lives would supply all the needs for you and Abby and all the others that are in our family, sure. um, you know, and that God would supply financial needs if mm -hmm. they ever arose because of this group that God has put together. So it's not just, you know, God giving you a, a new car or a promotion or a million dollar lottery ticket or something like that. While God can provide those things for you, God can also put people in your life that will supply those needs for you. You know, right. I love that you bring that up because, you know, you've shared before that you've had this AFib episode. <clears throat> Do you feel like in the time before that you felt, you know, that contentment? No, I, uh, I had a huge fear of death. I, I did. Um, I, I don't know why, but I was just like, I was afraid of, of dying. I, I, I think that I still have like a, a fear of how painful it would be when sure. it happened, yeah. but like the actual, like transitioning from earth into heaven is not a fear anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like I just don't want it to hurt. Right. You know, right. Uh, you know that I think um, I'm, I have more of a fear of pain. Right. Um, but I think when you look at Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, he kind of did too. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm all right. I, I he was sweating blood. That. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but the weight of the world literally on his shoulders, but because of my relationship with God, I don't really fear that anymore. You know, I, like, I know that, you know, the people that God has put in my life that are very, I'm very close with, I'm going to see them for eternity. I'm going to see you for eternity, right? you know, and uh, that's huge. You did tell me a story off air that I want to include in this episode about okay. Pepper. Oh, uh, yeah, that is actually a really cool story. Uh, same pastor, uh, Burton Herring. Um, he is, he's still a pastor today. He's 80 something years old. He's a wonderful man of uh, fundamental Baptist uh, is how I was raised. I know some of y'all like, Ooh, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it was very strict, but I'm glad the way I was raised, but Burton Herring, um, he had this really cool story they told where, you know, God provided, uh, for a, I think it's a mission in Guatemala or Honduras. I know we, that they supported 
uh, churches and stuff in both of those countries. So I'm not sure which. So if you ever hear this story ever again, I'm wrong. I'm sorry uh, for misquoting. But, you know, Burton said that uh, he got a phone call from a lady, I think, at Fraser Methodist or it was one of the Methodist churches churches in, uh, you know, Montgomery. And the lady said, hey, you know. I know you guys support missions and uh, y'all you are in a part of town where you probably feed a lot of people. Do you guys have a need for black pepper? We have like an abundance of black pepper and it's getting ready to expire and we just need to, you know, get rid of it and, uh, you know, get it to where it can go. And he's like, ma'am, I don't even know why I would need so much pepper. I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I got a need for pepper, but all right. And then he got a phone call uh from guatemala or honduras from the mission field saying you know we're when you guys come down if you guys could bring some pepper we really need pepper pepper is in a shortage right now yeah and i and he was like i never thought god would ever work that way send pepper to a whole nother country to a whole nother country it just like to me that's a god thing yeah. You know, that is totally, that is, uh, everything's a God thing, right. but that is one that's like a, a wow moment, yeah. you know, where God used, you know, people that weren't even in the same denomination close to faith. Cause you take Methodist and fundamental Baptist. I mean, they're, they are on the opposites with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, they all had, they all share Christ, mm -hmm. you know, but how they were able to put those things together, I thought was awesome, which I think that, you know, leads into what we're talking about anyways, you know, don't worry about these things. Yes. Communicate with each other, but don't worry about it. God is supplying and what we gave you today are great examples mm -hmm. of how God has supplied things in my life. And I'm sure if you examined yours as well, you would probably see where God is, you know, supplied your needs as well. And that's just called counting your blessings. You know, there's a song about that. Count your blessings. And you want to sing it one. for him? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> there are those that can sing. And then there's me. Yeah. I don't sing. Me too. I didn't get blessed with that, Gene. <laughs> no, My sister did, but I did not. Oh, yeah. yeah. And your daughter is good. Abby's got a beautiful voice. Yeah. You know, um, but no, I'm not a singer. My dad was. My yeah. dad was a beautiful. He had a beautiful voice. So I think you're right. Well, so what are some takeaways you think to um, help other people? you know, count their blessings? Well, one, I think that the fact that we pray every day is one way we always thank God for our family. Right. And it always comes to memory by praying. I think that that's huge. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing, another thing that I would say is, is tonight is your turn to pray because you skipped last night. You fell I'm asleep. so tired. Yes. So she, she has to lead in prayer. We, we, we split that up. We do. Um, but anyways, uh, I think another thing is write it down. Mm -hmm. Journal. I don't journal, but I don't think men journal as much as, you know, women do. Because when you look in the church, I'm a people watcher and you look across the church, like women are constantly writing in their little notebooks and stuff. And right. it's not as many men doing that as, as it is women doing that. And I think write it down. You know, write it down, record it, do a vlog, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, start a podcast called What's My Blessing Today? Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> Somebody know, out something. there is going to do that. Do That's it. A, it's a, do hey, it. You know, it's another pin light in this dark wet world wide web that we that we have here. Um, the other thing is, is I would say fellowship. 
tell people about what God has done for you. If there's been something good that's happened in your life and you prayed about it, or even if you didn't pray about it and you just know that that was not something I expected to happen, I can promise you that God had his hand in it, Mm. you know? So that's what I would recommend that people do moving forward. One, pray about it. Two, fellowship about it. And three, write it down and just share it with others. I love that. That's really good. Well, I want to thank you for coming on because I'm sure that people kind of get tired of hearing me talk all the time. And, you know, like I said, you, you bring really good perspective. And I, and even today I got somebody that sent me a text message and said, man, I love the fact that you mentioned in the tools of the enemy series that grief can be mm-hmm. a distraction. Um, and then that person told me, you know, about some of their grief that they had as a young teenager and dealt with for a long time and how distracting that was. So I absolutely turned around and gave you credit for that um, to that person, because that was not where I intended to take that series in that particular episode. But honestly, when you said it, it was like the light bulb went off. So I, yeah, I, I think that we're all, I think we are, when something happens, it's a natural emotion to grieve. Um, but it really can consume people. Right. You know, uh, you know, do you, you and I both know someone who has never gotten over the loss of a loved one. Right. And that person is living a life of solitude and, uh, carries a lot of bitterness. Yeah. You know, and that's a good example. And that was really the person I'm not gonna say who it is, but it was someone that, we know and still pray for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I do want to give you credit because, um, like I said, I, our story, I think is really special and, and one day we'll share it on the podcast, maybe in a different series, but I wanted to bring you on because you have helped me so much and just honestly having a spouse that listens and encourages me. Um, and you and I have both been in relationships where that was not the case. So, um, but definitely somebody that's been supportive of the podcast praise for me to do this too. It was mm. really good to bring you on and you brought up great facts. So, and great points of view and things to think about for our listeners. So I, I just want to say thank you. You're welcome. And if you give me a chance, listen to guys, if you are not involved with the church anywhere, we do have a church online with harvest online, harvest Dothan online. I encourage you to come and just visit us online. If you don't have a home church right now, if you don't have a home church, get a home church. I can promise you, God will bless you through it. And if they watch online, they'll see you. Absolutely. And Jonathan, and I have to tell Jonathan, thank you for helping me figure out the beginning part of the <laughs> beginning and end of the episode. So thank you, Jonathan. Jonathan Broyles is pastor. Jonathan is, he is an amazing man. God is. has definitely blessed uh, us for having him in our lives. So, well, the last thing we talk about is loving God and loving our neighbor because it's not about me. That's right. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, friends, I hope you liked that. I hope that that touched your heart. It was special to me to bring on my husband to talk to you guys about some of his experiences and trusting God with the little things. And, um, yeah, we just want to encourage you you all uh, to do the same. No matter your situation, no matter what you're going through, remember Matthew 6, uh, where God dresses the lilies of the field. He cares about the sparrow. Um, he definitely knows you and wants the best for you. So, Uh, We just wanted to encourage you with that. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, You can hit us up on our email. 
Uh, the address is notaboutme podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what God is doing in your life. Thank you guys so much for listening. And like I said in the beginning, I know you're worldwide and it just encourages my heart to know how big our God is. That there are believers all over my country, uh, all over my state, but even further across the globe from me, thousands of miles. So just thank you so much and just appreciate all you guys uh, tuning in. Join us next week as we continue on in our series on the Not About Me podcast.